When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Morning Skate Podcast. I am Matt Moody, joined by DJ Mitchell. We're here to go through the Tuesday, January 23rd NHL Daily Fantasy Slate. DJ, it was a long weekend of football and sadness, uh, but we've made it. We're here to talk about a Tuesday uh, nine-game slate. You know, it's a decent week in the hockey streets with games every day for, for the week. Uh, so how you doing and are you ready for Tuesday night? Um. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I feel like after some time to reflect, I'm not going to be as angry as I was last night. Um, I had some truly horrific bad beats uh, that really didn't help me. And I feel like just like the added group text, you know, friends from home, friends from the area, just everybody being completely dejected, just kind of had this really gross feeling all day in the city of Buffalo. But I don't know, I'll move on. I'm a Browns fan, so I'm used to pain already, let alone pain this year let alone i guess i'm not a bills fan so um losing the james cook prop was probably one of the worst beats i've ever had in my life um losing six rushing yards in the fourth quarter is tough so how was your weekend um yeah it was you know it was was fine um i think i made out out even in hockey stuff um i thought i had a killer DraftKings team i had lamar but it was a double stack and the double stack did nothing with lamar so i was kind of tilted at the football um you know the bills losing it's just the bills losing they do it um you you know it's you you know you remember my lineup i had the nuts for like exactly three quarters into that tampa game too and then mike evans just absolutely (laughs) buried me in it yeah it, it was just yeah yeah, it was, it was a lot of tilting all weekend. I feel like right. everything, and like I had a couple parlays missed by one leg, and it's just I, I want to get right. I need to get right night Tuesday. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm I had a, a uh, I had a I finished in like fifteenth in the big fifteen dollar in tennis, which was good enough to chop the top of like the high stakes tennis in the the Sunday quarterfinals slate. So. That was that was cool and a good way to uh, repay myself for the football losses that I, I incurred. So, um, you know, just out here playing everything. We got Counter Strike back, so I'm hoping for some run good here down the stretch um, as we approach the end of the hockey regular season. I mean, believe it or not, we're only a couple months away from like best. Actually, we're only a month away from best puck like playoffs. Almost, um, and then pretty soon the after that. One. Yeah, and pretty soon after that, the run into, you know, the, the Fantasy Aquil Championship and then the end of the regular season and the playoffs. So, you know, it's, it's all coming up here, um, but not before we go through a nine-game slate. So um, anything here you want to cover, or uh, should we just get into the games? Uh, yeah, do you want to do the ad read first, or I'm going to read them off? Yeah, let's just uh, let's just get the ad read out of the way. So, uh, as you know, this podcast is uh, focusing on the – DraftKings Daily Fantasy Slate. Uh, However, I would be remiss not to mention, uh, if you are in a state where you can play pick six, uh, they added NHL to that market today. Um, So, you know, uh, this is not a pick six show, so you you can find information about pick six and the platform and whatnot. Um, But do check it out. I I think it's really soft. You can, like, correlate, you know, full lines. Um, Like I saw, you know, you could do Keller, Cooley, Gunther, um, you know, those sorts of things. Maybe that's not a perfect correlation, but, you know, you get the gist. It's not penalizing you for correlation. Um, Maybe the field knows that. Maybe the field doesn't. Um, So, you know, that that's an interesting wrinkle to add into your 
uh, hockey gambling, if, if you are so inclined, and also the DraftKings Sportsbook. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can get five can bet five bucks and get two hundred instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code THPN, the Hockey Podcast Network THPN. New customers bet just five bucks on the NHL and get two hundred instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler or visit www1800 Gambler.net. In New York, call eight seven seven eight Hope NY or text Hope NY four six seven three six nine. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call eight 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 seven eight nine seven 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 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. Twenty one plus. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus facts expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right. Uh, so we do have uh, nine games up ahead of us here. Uh, reminder, if you are listening to this on the podcast feed and you prefer uh, YouTube, we were off YouTube last week, you know, travel considerations. Uh, but we're back. You know, we're back in studio. Uh, you know, you, you can see both of us on YouTube here. And uh, I have the little helper, you know, the little, uh, the, the rainbow, the colors, the sheet, whatever you want to call it, uh, to sort of help us walk through the slate. So um, just, you know, final plug for the YouTube. Uh, if you are so inclined to check us out over there, it's on DJ's uh, YouTube channel. It's linked in the podcast description of the show. All right. Okay, um, yeah, we have, uh, are we to read the ahead. games off while you keep that up there? And then we'll, yeah, so... Game number one is Dallas at Detroit. It is a six and a half over under. Detroit at home is an underdog, uh, minus 148 on Dallas. Ottawa returned Shane Pindo to the lineup. They looked pretty good. They go to Montreal. It is a six and a half. I think it's the second highest total on the slate. Uh, Yeah, second highest total on the slate. Um, Ottawa, minus 142 favorite on the road. Tampa at the Flyers. Uh, don't know yet on you know, Flyers have just had like a like random little injuries. Don't know yet on Tippett. It is a six and a half uh, plus money on that over six and a half. Basically a dead pick them. The Vegas Golden Knights at the New York Islanders in a game that I'm guessing no one's going to want to stack. Uh, Vegas on a back to back road. Yeah, got to be a road back to back. There's no way they're going from Vegas to the, the Long Island when they're already in New Jersey. Uh, Islanders minor favorite minus one thirty six over under. Washington is at Minnesota, another game with a very low six total. Minnesota home favorites minus 162. St. Louis at the Calgary Flames. It is a six over under again. A lot of sixes on this late. Um, the Flames are minus 162, so almost identical to the last game, just on the number almost. Um, the Columbus Blue Jackets will, will not be favored on the road in Edmonton. That is our highest total at a seven over under and a minus 380 on the surging Oilers. I think their streak is still alive, right? Did they lose? Yep. Nope. Uh, still going. They, 13. They keep the streak alive? Yeah. Okay. They did. Right. Yeah. Um, Buffalo is going out to Anaheim. Skinner looks like he'll be back in the lineup. Cousins is on the top power play. So kind of getting back to what they looked like last year out in Anaheim. Sabres are 162 favorites. You've heard that number a lot before. I don't know why things is addicted to minus 162. Uh, six and a half over under. And finally, the Rangers playing the back-to-back San Jose Sharks minus 355, six over under. So a lot of sixes, a lot of favorites at minus 162. I mean, that's not terrible. Um, but like a lot of similarity on this slate with the book odds, which is really why I wanted to bring them up. Anything you want to say before we get to Dallas and Detroit? Um, yeah, I, I'm, I mean, you know, you can see on the sheet, there's basically two really good spots. It's Ottawa at Montreal and then Edmonton at Columbus. You know, we've got the Rangers at San Jose, but the Rangers have kind of been in a bit of a slog. Um, And then otherwise, we've got some really poor, like, matchups. And this is a league-wide trend. This is, you know, we were talking about it in the Discord, um, like, on the season. Like, the low danger chances are way up. The high danger chances are basically steady versus last year. So, like, there's some weirdness going on as far as, like, the natural stat trick tracking. I don't know if it's, you know, a tracking-related issue or whether it's, you know, actually something changing around the league. Um, But, you know, the totals are still pretty high. Like, for instance, the Philly-Tampa one sounds, you know, super high. Um, And their pace is just, like, 
you know, like nothing's there, you know, these numbers don't directly correlate. So like 4.8 goals pace doesn't mean, you know, 6.5 is an auto under bet. Um, But like, there's really not a ton of reason to think that Philly should ever be in a six and a half total, especially if Owen Tippett remains out of the lineup. So um, it's just a little bit interesting. Uh, It's certainly seeming like the, the, the league is shuttering down a little bit as far as like opportunities go. And we're seeing that come through on this slate where basically the entire league has like a negative matchup besides the three spots I mentioned off the top. So um, I don't know really how far to push that angle. Like I'm not sure if every under is a good bet or whatever, but um, it's certainly something I'm thinking about as, as I'm thinking about this slate. So um, final note, uh, if you are using the pre sort of updated version of this uh, view, meaning on the video feed or in the discord from a lot, I guess last night when you're listening to this, uh, the the right side is not accounting for injuries. This is just strictly basing it off of the DraftKings CSV. So do not, you know, make sure you're checking any of the players on the right side. If if uh, they show up as like a really good option, one, they could be out of the lineup, and two, it's probably due to a low sample size on like some of these dudes. So just just some disclaimers out there. But let's get things started with Dallas and Detroit. Anything you want to talk about off the top on the slate, or do you want to get into the first game? Um, no, we can get right into it. Yeah, I, I mean, Detroit has, I feel like they're a team that I just continue to think this team has got to be falling out down the standings. They just haven't been playing very well and they just find ways to win. Um, they, they've been good. You know, Dallas has also been pretty good. Uh, I, I'm not surprised to see this game as a six and a half um, just because of how these teams have been efficient scoring, but the pace doesn't really feel like it's going to be there. So like you are, if you're going to, you know, I, I do think, in that, in those situations where you're saying, if you think there's going to be goal scoring, like it's probably uh, a situation of uh, correlation only, and I think I'm only going through Dallas personally because I think that's the only way volume's going to come. So I'm not entirely enticed by this game, but I think again it's only through Dallas, and mainly because I just think that the Lion well is going to snap. And I know right now in Detroit, the last thing anyone wants to hear is that Lion isn't going to play well, but yeah, I mean, um, it is it is fairly interesting that like Dylan Larkin has been a very productive player, um, and I would expect him to eat, you know, the the Hans Robertson uh, uh, Johnston line as far as the matchup is concerned. And they've not been very good as a line. Like, you know, they're they're getting out chance, they're getting out uh, shot. I mean, they're giving up tons of goals against. Yeah. So like, they're producing. But they're giving a lot up the other way. And any line of Lucas Raymond and David Perron, like, it kind of makes sense. So I'm kind of interested in Dallas 1 as a result. I mean, they're, like, they're still so cheap. Um, They smashed. They absolutely smashed the Islanders as far as the the Corsi numbers go. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't remember the exact number, like, but I, I know I'm looking at Hockey Biz right now. And it was just, they had no one to match up. And they were putting, you know, Peugeot out there the Romanov unit and it just didn't matter. So I, I do agree. Like that's where I go as well through Robertson and hints um, or I'm not touching this game at all. Yeah. So, um, and and obviously, yeah. yeah, And you know, Johnson, sorry. Yeah. And there's some reason. Well, that's what I'm saying. Mira Heiskanen could be back. Um, They're like, any day now is is when he <laughs> is when he will return. So I'm sort of expecting Miro to return. We don't have any confirmation of that, however. Um, so if he remains out, I'm totally fine going back to the Harley well. Um, but you know, if if he's in, if Miro's in, then obviously that sort of hurts uh, Harley. Uh, I do think we need to consider Ryan Suter. He's 2,700, still playing a bunch of minutes, doing next to nothing, but 2,700 is just kind of silly. And then Nils Longfist exists to troll yep. me, I think, because I played that dude for like two weeks earlier this year, and he did nothing, and yep. now he's you know in the exact same role and doing stuff. So I don't know. Um, I'm mostly interested in the top line. I just... I still don't think Detroit's interesting at all. Like The guys who are producing are expensive, and really they're not playing Daniel Sprong enough and he's still producing getting 10 minutes a night, but I just don't think you can go there on a nine game slate and that would be a death of me because he'll score a goal and have the shot bonus every night until the end of time. But you know, as soon as he clicks that 14 minute mark, 
you know I'm in, and you know he won't do shit that night. So, um, yep. you know, yep. it is what 11, it is, 11 minutes last game, and yeah, 11 minutes last game, and he was, I think he had seven shots, six shots on goal, and a goal is just, I don't, I don't understand how you don't play that guy more. Um, they did get Wallman back in the fold. He was not on either power play unit. Um, he'd kind of been flirting around in the past, but they kept Cider and Gosses there on their respective units. So I think that kind of nukes the entire deep core. Like any interest at all in both Cider, or is it just too big of a slate to go like Cider to bring it and garbage? Because I mean, I don't think anyone's going to play them. Like they're not that cheap and they've been bad. So I, I think is it just like yeah. being contrarian to be contrarian? I, I guess kind of what I'm hinting at, but yeah, I, I kind of. It kind of feels unnecessary, um, you know. So the, the thing we talked about earlier in the season, or like before the season, was like, okay, Mo Sider has the possibility to be Jacob Chuba with power play time. And basically, one, he's not Jacob Chuba. Like Chuba's got better rates in every regard on the year, and he's not even getting the the mega minutes that you would expect from him either. Which part of that comes because he's not being featured on in a power play role, but like. You know, I don't know. I would want to see like regularly playing 27 minutes before I'm considering most cider on a kind of, you know, in a garbage game at his salary. Yeah. Like he's just not doing much of anything. So I'm not that interested. Um, yeah. And anything else? Or... No, I yeah, we can just... move over. Ottawa, yep. Ottawa's kind of back. I mean, they really, really, really outplayed the Flyers. Um goaltending woes continue to, to be a bit of a problem for them, but they outscored those problems and, and, you know, they win five to three, but I was watching some of that game and it just seemed like all three lines with Pindo back in the fold were cooking. Uh, just, you know, Drew Norris, the Chucks, Tootsel, Batherson, Greg, Joseph, Pinto, and Tarasenko. And it, it is a little bit sad. Not that I think Pinto, you know, makes up the massive gap that they right now have in the standings and gets them all the way back in the fold but you, you do have to just say man this team does look really good that they also had four defensemen just basically rolling uh sanderson zub shabbat and chikrin all over 22 minutes sanderson with 28 you know uh, it, it is certainly a situation where we're seeing some very very big minutes for a lot of guys um and, and a lot of options to correlate uh and, and have success so you're pulling this up. I'll let you take it from here. Yeah, no, I'm just showing uh, some Shane Pinto bad. numbers from last game where he had four shot attempts. He had a primary assist. So uh, that's always going to show out well uh, in looking at, you know, his early returns. Um, the, the main thing, you know, the main reason he's of interest is he is still 2,500 on this slate. Why? Yeah. I don't know. Um, but, you know, so he's going to be in the mix. I suppose that, you know, he's going to be sufficiently owned. Like, you know, you're not sneaking that by anyone. Um, but yeah, I think he's a great play. Like there's really nothing that says, Oh, you know, he's super rusty um, matchups stellar. So maybe that makes, you know, Vladimir Tarasenko and Matthew Joseph a bit over owned as a result. Um, but Tarasenko's on the power play with them. I think if I were doing this, I would do something like Pinto Shabbat or Pinto Chikrin, just yeah. to try and get a little different. Uh, noteworthy that Jake Sanderson's back on the top unit uh, in place of Shabbat. Yep. Who knows if that's here to stay? You know, they didn't score anything on the power play last game, so uh, that could change. But for now, you know, uh, Pinto with Shabbat and or Chikrin, you know, you could double D stack it, do if you wanted to. Um, that that's the clear value way to go, um, but. You know, there's there's really nobody in this game on on either side, honestly, that I would call you an idiot for considering. Um, I just wanted to point out that you know, obviously Brady Kachuk's been playing very well, but all of a sudden, out of nowhere, comes Sean Monahan, uh, forty two hundred. He actually makes his way into the top like expected fantasy point guys on this slate, um, and that's you know, <laughs> it's always gross to consider, but it's it's there and there's some reason to believe that it's somewhat sustainable um uh, because uh joshua roy did not get sent back down right i don't know if it's law or roy in, in all honesty I, i'm almost positive it's law um and okay. i don't remember seeing that so 
Uh, when when Wah got called up, he's got slotted into the Monaghan line. Not saying this is why he's doing well, but you know, anytime you can inject a talented prospect onto a line, and all of a sudden you see the guy who's power play one correlated, you know, has a history of production. Um, it's at least something I think you should consider. It, you know, not necessarily that Wah's a great play at twenty nine hundred, but Monaghan at forty two hundred is a really fabulous one off. Um, you know ownership's going to go the other way uh clearly if Shane Pinto's like back and he's a little rusty well maybe that's rusty defensively or something like that and you say oh well the the Montreal middle six just takes advantage of some of that rust and and I could see that being a a viable bull case um but yeah you know Sean Monaghan fairly interesting I don't think I'm spending up for the Cole Caulfields of the world on this slate it's just you know it's it's a fine salary but it's just a little bit too much for me so uh, anything else you want to cover before we move on? Yeah, I mean, I you know, I always pull up the last five games, take uh, you know, for all the teams on the slate. Number two on the slate is an Ottawa Senator in I Corsi for per game. Do you have a guess? Oh boy, Brady Kachuk. That's sixth on the slate. So there's someone ahead of him on Ottawa. Hmm. Well, you gotta tell I'll me. Give you one more guess. He's a defenseman, Jacob Sanderson, 7.6 attempts per game over the last five. Um, he's just been unbelievable. I, I mean, you look at the game logs, and it's probably not going to become as much of a surprise. I, I know he had seven last game, double bonus. It's coming, um, especially the way he's playing right now. And I think Artem Zub is opening him up a bit more offensively on five on five. But you get that power play role. I, you know, I, I think that him, uh, Brady, and Norris uh, and Drew. I'm, I'm leaving out Drew, and I, I don't mean to because Drew is on that first power play as well at 5400. Like, I think it's going to be chalky, but that's very, very, very enticing to me. But we yeah. can move on. You already mentioned the guys on Montreal. I don't need to add anything else. Sofkowski's been good. We say it every slate. We can move over to Tampa and the Flyers. Sure. Uh, yeah. So you know, like I like I mentioned, this game is a six and a half. Um, it's a somewhat even matchup based on the Vegas odds. So I would not expect that means, you know, Tampa's not going to have this massive team total or anything. Um, But, you know, six and a half is still something that I'm like, yeah, that's that's a shade high, don't you think? Um, So I don't know where I would really look to in this game. Like, you know, Nikita Kucherov is here. He remains 9,900. He's just simply not putting up the sort of shot volume that warrants the price tag. Like, of course, anytime he, you know, inches past the five shots and three assists mark, like he's going to have a good fantasy night. But honestly, that does not put you away. You know, 9,900, like that just hurts your lineup so much that I don't really think that there's um, that much risk in a coup draw fade. Um, and if you're not playing the Tampa top line here, like, what are you doing? Um you know, I think Philly's just worse without Owen Tippett. Like, they're probably just as fine defensively. Um you know, they're, they're, they're fine. So like, you know, Tampa's not in a great spot. So what do you think? Uh, are you going to buy in on this? Like, I don't know, like this Tampa top line, Braden points been doing stuff. Victor Hedman had an explosion game last time out. Like Dude, yeah. anything here for you? I, I think, yeah. I mean, you, you just, it's Victor Hedman. Like I think if you're playing Tampa, it comes through him right now. He is shooting a ton. He's on the ice. It feels like every shift. I just think if you're assuming they get there and what I don't believe will be unbelievable ownership um, with the prices, you've already stated it. it, it, Like it comes through Hedman and and Kucherov. So you need a metric ton from Kucherov to get there. And I just think Hedman's coming along for the ride for sure. So yeah, I'm going to fade it myself. I think Um, I'm not really even looking that close at the other side. Like Konechny has been great, but I I just don't know if I think Konechny has the same explosive upside at 6,900 without tip it on his line because like Tippett could score from anywhere and you kind of need a, you know, a couple of assists to probably come along with connecting to get him over the, you know, he's got to get three points to get there. Um, you know, break the slate for you. Like even with his volume has been good. Uh, so yeah, I, I think this is a going to be a stay away for me. I respect Paterier a ton. I think he can definitely be a, a thorn in the, you know, the first line for, um, you know, Tampa and I, and they're going to block shots all night. They just eat pucks and you're going to be angry and I don't want to be angry. So I'm going to fade it. Um, but it is a good revenge situation for the city of Philadelphia against Tampa Bay. So I really hope they put put that on their back for Jalen Hurts. That, that is that is true. Uh, you got to support. I'm him. sure that's what they're doing. Uh, 
Yeah, Philly sent down Bobby Brink. They called up Lixell. Like, I don't know. There's really uh, – we don't have actual lines, though. Uh, yeah, I'm just no. checking. So uh, we don't really know what they're going to look like with or without Owen Tippett. Um, like like you said, they got they got plastered by Ottawa, and the lines were already a mess then. Um, I'm keeping an eye on Frost Forrester, like that little duo – um, they were cor- power play correlated. Morgan Frost has been playing really well. He he elicited praise out of torts, which if you've been following the saga, um, is not something that we often hear from torts. Um, he genuinely hates the guy's guts, I'm pretty sure. Uh, so to hear him mm-hmm. say that Frost was playing pretty well, like the tag's getting a bit higher, but if, if Konechny's on the line with Forrester 3,600 and Frost 3,800, um, I think there's good enough reason to just sort of go at them and, you know, MME type stuff. Um, defensively, I, you know, Jamie Drysdale just isn't getting the run. It's Igor Zamula. I just, if you can chase these Igor points you know, if you want, yeah. but, you know, <laughs> not every day, your uh, shoes, but. Yeah, not every day are you going to get the puck and all 11 people on the ice, refs included. Uh, other people don't know where the puck is. And, and that's literally how Zimbabwe got his goal. Um, you know, touched the puck before some power play goals. Like, yeah. Or, uh, goal and an assist, I thought. No? No, he had two or goals two and assists. an assist. He had two goals uh, okay. and one assist. Okay. I'm promising oh, you that. Okay. I will, I will okay. guarantee it. He scored the first two. Sure. You think I'd lie? Good, good for him. Good for him. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not He's doing not, it. Yeah. I don't, it's 15 minutes of time on ice, yeah. yeah it's seven I don't like this probably. game. It's just... I don't know. So uh, let's just let's just move over to Vegas and the Islanders. I don't <laughs> just if you want to play seventy eight hundred Ilya Sorokin under Patrick Waugh and just get your bonus, get your win, uh, go for it. I, I'm just I'm, I'm not going there. Vegas is on a back to back. This is going to be a chalky spot, I believe. Um, and, and you know, I just I don't really want to play Sorokin. So uh, that's that. Anything else here interest you offensively? I mean, no, but I think if, you know, gun to head, I, I could at least take a look at the Islanders. I mean, they, as you just pointed out, they really weren't very good um, in that three to two overtime win against Dallas, giving up like 45 shots, it, it was maybe 42. I'm not sure on the exact number. Um, not great. Uh, but, but the one thing I will say on the perspective of what did Patrick Waugh do uh, and 32 thoughts also talked about this, some guys on the, uh, Islanders beat were saying that like Horvat and Barzell were out there a ton, like a lot more than maybe you'd think. And there's nine minutes for that fourth line. They're not rolling four anymore. They didn't get a single power play and they had Horvat, Barzell, Lee rolling. So I don't hate it. I'm not saying I'm playing it either. Like it's just the pricing was always a problem because the role kind of didn't feel as solid as I needed it to be. Um, you know, you kind of go through the game logs and it just kind of feels like, Horvat, except for the past five, was always around that 17, 18 minute mark. I think he's in for much more of the 22, 23 minute games. Not a great matchup, not the worst matchup. I'm going to probably not have it, but I do think I'm dipping a bigger eye on the Islanders going forward. Yeah, um, I do like that context. The the fact that the power play just didn't get any ice time, you know, because I look, you know, as soon as you said that, I'm like, oh, look, this idiot, like, Horvat only played 20 minutes. But uh, yeah, you know, like you said, it was uh, no power play time. So if they're getting that sort of 5 on 5 run, uh, that clearly would concentrate on, you know, Horvat Parcel. Uh, yeah, the, the, the note, uh, yeah, the other note was that, like, they had started almost every overtime with, like, Peugeot and a bunch of those random guys like win face offs and and Wa was like no we're playing our best players like Horvat go Barzell go <laughs> I mean, like just... and I and I love it yes like bring him in let's go so it's I mean genius. Only, only, Patrick genius. Wah, only Patrick Wa could think of such a thing right so yeah it, know, again it's I just unbelievable to think what if we play our best players right now we score it was, okay it was, cool yeah no I just the Wayne Lamb he was. The Lane Lambert thing was just so stupid to begin with. It was like, hey, let's take all the positive qualities of Barry Trotz and get rid of him. But here's Barry Trotz. And it was just like, what? Like, what was the per- like, what would you say his plan was? Like, I just don't know how he even made it through the interview. Mm-hmm. Um, because he was literally like, yeah, you know, I'm going to shiv this guy, get him out of here. Sure, I can do that, but not the good stuff. Just just the, the shitty things that Trotz who's, did. And just, you know, that's what he did. Who's your general manager? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, who's the just, Islanders general? It's like, I mean, come on. Like, you're going to yeah, tell me Lula Morello's not going to do some stupid nonsense? Like, of course he did. And now he's like, what other stupid nonsense yeah. could I do? But this one we like for fantasy. Like, I, I don't know yeah. Patrick uh, at all, but like, he went out and got the guy that I think is actually going to put out the good players. So, okay, I'm in. Let's keep an eye on it. Yeah. And uh, let's see. When did they tie the game last time out? Okay. Okay. So they tied the game two to two with 15 minutes left in the game. Maybe three minutes later, they would have pulled their goalie. So, you know, we, we can, we can still, uh, we can still play that in narrative too on the Vegas side, which I suppose we should talk about Vegas or anything other than just reminiscing about this, these two teams or about this game. Um, But Vegas looks to be rolling out. uh, Well, actually we know they're rolling out to start. Uh, uh, Nick Waugh with Marcheseau and Barbashev, and then Stevenson, Dorofiev, and Stone in the top six. So, um, I don't know. There's there's some reason to think Nick Waugh's a good player. He's probably too cheap at 3,500. Um, he's played up in the lineup before. It's always been a player we kind of like. Jonathan Marcheseau is shooting a bunch. Um, you know, it, it makes sense with like out that he would step a bit and score goals because you know who else do they have to do that besides mark stone randomly i don't know um so i guess if you want to play like oh you know leverage off of some chalk you get a very clear b-man in alec martinez who's just too cheap for the role he has where he's playing power play one um he's about as into lock a blocks bonus as you're gonna get and you know uh noah dobson loves to fire shots from the blue line so like you know, there's just a ton of uh pooflingers as we call them on the blue line with the islanders so i like getting alec martinez in a vegas stack which line you choose i don't know i guess it's the marsh so wall line for me but um you know i'm considering martinez as a one-off play too like i, I think he's that good of a play um that i don't really care about back-to-back or anything for him like he's out there to step in front of five shots and maybe pick up a power play assist so anything more substantial than that or should we move on no yeah you said it all martinez we talked about it on saturday wait not this saturday we talked about it on last slate yeah it was last podcast yeah we, um, so yeah. same same points um yep. washington and minnesota you ready i am so um so yeah let's, i was gonna start with washington but you you, you know what you go first you talk about i washington. figured out i figured out how to do the thing where i share the screen but i don't stop sharing the screen but i change the camera so it shows up and you know whatever else uh so anyway washington uh yeah washington minnesota uh minnesota got absolutely curb stomped by carolina didn't matter because carolina lost because that's what they do when they get 50 shots it turns out uh you know they're they're just chucking a bunch of low danger stuff on goal um and gustafson played very well so the very classic superstar doing superstar things with kaprizov um does not mean that their offense is fixed necessarily but kaprizov certainly freaking helps um so you know while it's not a jam them in spot i don't think uh kaprizov is very much in play at 8,300. I'm curious to see where ownership comes in on him. They're they're back at home. Uh, His line mates are pretty expensive. So if you told me that like Washington ended up getting more ownership than Minnesota, I would honestly not be that surprised given the way TJ Oshie is still 4K and he's been picking up ownership um, as of late. So I'm, I'm somewhat torn. I want to like Minnesota. I want to just bet on them because, you know, clearly they have talented players. Um, they are in a better matchup than Washington. And I just think the field might not play into that. Um, but if you were to play Minnesota DJ, how are you doing it? Are you playing our Lord and savior Brock Faber? Oh, I mean, man, he's getting so much run. Bro, uh, Brodeen was his partner at five on five and they looked really, really good together. He continued to be, the power play one guy, which isn't that surprising. 27 minutes for Brock Faber. He's still sub 5K. And I was kind of saying before, like, as opposed to you, I kind of felt like he was a condition of sacking around Kaprizov. That would have paid off against the uh, you know the Florida Panthers. It would have been, you know, definitely got there enough against Carolina. Is he going to continue to get, get away with this forever? I don't know. I mean, probably not. Uh, this is a good matchup, though. And I think, again, if you're going with, and I wouldn't even say you're wrong uh, to do any of the Kaprizov 
Zuccarello, Boldly, Erickson X situation. Um, that was the full power play now with Faber. I could be convinced to go with that second line as well, just to be a little bit more contrarian. And it, I don't think it's, it's it's still really expensive is why it's contrarian. It's not contrarian because it's not good. It's contrarian because people aren't paying 7,300 for Erickson Eck and I don't really blame them, but the guy's been unbelievable. So again, I definitely get it. Uh, I, I'm not sure if Minnesota is going to make it in for me or not just because of the pricing, but I definitely like it more than I like Washington because I do think they'll be very chalky or at least a decent bit chalky because of the price. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, um, yeah, I don't think I need to recap the TJ Oshie stuff. We talked about him last week. His underlings have still kept up over, you know, a few games now. I think he's at six in his last 10. So he's making the list and everything. Um, and the role, you can't really argue with it. It's more of just like, I don't really understand why I would attack Minnesota in this matchup. Like I get it. Their power, their penalty kill was bad like four months ago. Um, it's not as bad anymore and their season long numbers are going to reflect the fact that it was like historically awful for a month there. Um, and I think I just want to play Ovi if I'm playing anyone here, like six K like, yeah, it's really sad, but <laughs> the dude's like, I mean, he just broke off like a nine, what uh, I think a seven game point streak or something like that. We had like nine points over the stretch. Yeah. He just isn't scoring. Like it, it, it's just, I don't know. I, I I literally don't know anymore because I watch him and it, it doesn't look like he's awful. Like, I mean, he looks the same as not dominant Ovi from my childhood, but like good Ovi from last year where he's getting in position, he's taking shots. He's, he's doing the thing where he fakes the slap shot. The goalie goes crazy. He just passes right out front to a guy like TJ Oshi to tap it in. He's just not scoring. And like, that's just not yeah. Ovi. And so it's really befuddling. But he's six thousand dollars in, you know, again a great power play spot. So like, if you're gonna do, do Oshi, I think you just gotta play uh, Ovi as well. And I, I, you know, I don't think people will do that. I don't know that I can do it, but that's certainly the way I'm leaning in this game. Yeah, I mean, in, in his past two games since returning, he's realizing like forty percent of his actual fantasy. Like he's expected to get twelve point six, and he's got six point nine, which would be nice. Only it's like, you know. Yeah. It's like 42% or something of like, no, wait, he's, well, he's missing out on like an additional 40 ish percent of his fantasy points is what I meant to say. And like, that's insane for him. Like I know that age and whatnot. And, and, but like you think about who Ovechkin is, he's shooting 7.5 attempts per game over, over the last two, it's only two games, but still, you know, that's a lot of freaking attempts um, at 15. It's like, how has it done what it did though? Because the shot doesn't, I don't know if it just is that much softer. I, I, I don't know. I'm not the goaltender. Um, it still looks pretty yeah. hard. So I absolutely agree. And I think if you're going Washington and you're just punting it off with whoever, um, be my guest. I would like to see obviously what the lineup is because they were in a blender against St. Louis as they lost three to nothing. I don't expect it to say the same. With that being said, Carlson and Ovechkin are still a pretty good stack, in my opinion, but I don't like the matchup at all. I hate, absolutely hate the matchup. I might sit this one out, but that's the only way I'd go on Washington. Like, you're, go, go for the win. Yep. Don't sit here and pray that you get a you know an Oshie garbage goal. Yeah. Um, you know, always on Connor McMichael watch as far as where he slots in in the lineup, but 3,100 if he's with Ovi, I would be very convinced. Um, just a player I want to be first on. Um, come hell or high water. Uh, clearly, Kuznetsov is being banished to the Shadow Realm. He like started last game on the fourth line, still played seven, or, yeah, 17 minutes. So, like, I, I don't know. Um, but, you know, uh, it, it's like, just try McMichael with Ovi for some period of time and just let's see what happens, please. Like I'm so sick of watching Kuznetsov get dicked around the lineup uh, when it's just unnecessary. Like, I don't know. Like, we know who Kuznetsov is at this point. Like nobody's like pretending he's going to change, um, but that's how Carberry seems to be playing it. So I, th- I say you just cut bait um, and move on to Strom McMichael in your top six, but we're not the coaches. So let's go over to, St. Louis and Calgary. Yeah. It, it is funny. This is like, you know, there's a nine game slate and I feel like there's been one spot I truly loved. And you might be thinking, well, when are we getting to the good spots? And they kind of all come right now. 
right into your face. And this one isn't even the best, and there's only three games left after it. But I kind of sneaky like this game. Like I, I think this is the one that like you're you're gonna get away with not much ownership, and, and like might actually be pretty good. So of, of all the games where I think you could actually punt and, and find success, this is where I'm leaning. So I, I hate to I guess steal all the thunder, you know, or whatever. But yeah, I, I could be signed up here. Um, a guy like Jake Neighbors, even not on the top line, still on the top power play. I don't know. Like these are punts that I'm kind of more going towards just, you know, in a vacuum. And then on the other side of things, we'll get to it. But this St. Louis one is good. If it stays Buznevich, Thomas, and Cairo, uh, they were all power play correlated again with Falk, not this garbage with Porieko. So I like this iteration of the Blues just fine. And I'm never afraid to attack them. So again, I wanted to at least give a shout to say the Blues have been, you know, formidable enough. Um, anything on the Blues first, or do you want to get over to what, what again, I think it's a lot of value over in, on the Flames. Uh, no, I mean, I, I, I like your, uh, I like your ambition. I think that's a, I think that's a strong take. Um, you know, clearly not a fabulous spot, but on a slate without many of those, um, you know, I, I like your neighbors. I like oh, your yeah. neighbors. Take. Yeah, well, it, it, it's hard to be yeah. like, oh, I like Edmonton and the Rangers. And it's like, well, how the hell are you putting that together? Oh, and Ottawa? Perfect. Yeah, like, sure. You're going to have to concede somewhere. And I think that this is a spot that people just aren't going to do. And and again, I, I am, you know, I just talked about the Blues for the first time being kind in, in a while. But I really, really do like the uh, the flame side of this. Um, the problem with it is the one piece that, I you know, you covet the most is probably one of these 60 – you know, 6K plus defenseman in Uyghur and Rasmus Anderson. Um, but besides that, which again, I think is a really strong play, either of them, uh, you know, I could be convinced on really any of this stuff. Coronado was back. Uh, he played 14 minutes in power play too with Kadri and Zari. So not unbelievable, but I assume he's minimum, right? He is minimum. 2,600. Wow. 2,600. So again, there, there's another punt, a guy that we were really high on at the start of the year, a guy that definitely has finishing ability and isn't completely buried right now. Um, you know, him and him and Zari are two good young prospects on the same power play, for example. Like that to me feels totally justifiable, um, especially if you are trying to get in the McDavid's of the world. You know, the top line it isn't priced out of consideration with Lindholm, Sharon Govich, and Huberto, but again, it's kind of like that, or you're kind of punting it off, in my opinion. And while Huberto, Sharangovich, and Lindholm were all power play correlated with Uyghur and Kadri, um, you know, I could be convinced to actually just completely punt here. Uh, so any thoughts, again, and I, I did want to make that point maybe a little clearer, that it was Huberto on that top power play with, with all the others. Um, yeah. But is there anything here you really like? I mean, could you, again, like go like Kadri, Coronado, even without yeah, the power no, play? Yeah, um, no, for sure. I, you know, I, I think... St. Louis is pretty easy. You just take either the top line or you take a neighbor's Falk or some, you know, some combination of those five players. I'm not really interested in much else. Um, I think the Kadri line is interesting here. Uh, I would expect the Thomas line to be deployed against Lindholm and Sharon Govich. Um, so yeah, you can go to the backland Coleman duo and mix in uh, Manjapani if you really want. Um, I just, you know, uh, I, I like more fun players. Yeah, I like losing. Um, and we know that the, the middle six in St. Louis is much softer defensively than their top line. So I think if I were to pick a line, it would be Kadri. You know, you get the correlated Zari and uh, Coronado. And we get a free-falling price tags. Uh, well, we get two free-falling free price tags in uh, Uyghur and Anderson. And, you know, both those guys are... Uh, like you said, just their volume monsters, their blocks candidates, their shots candidates, they're technically three point candidates as well in the right environment. So, um, yeah, this game st- does stand out as a pretty reasonable spot to target. Um, just for some context, you know, Rasmus Anderson, 6,200 on this slate, uh, 10 days ago against Arizona, he was uh, 7K. So, like, you know, this is just what happens. Like they go up in price, they get less owned, and they get price down, price down, price down. Uh, just, just don't miss that because you know these were obviously guys you could rule out when they were a thousand dollars more. Um, but now, you know that they're falling price tag wise. It's not like they're any different of plays. So, 
um, yeah, I like this spot. Calgary's at home. So uh, slight lean toward the Calgary side, but certainly agree with uh, everything you said about this game being somewhat sneaky and somewhat attractive. So let's get over to Columbus and Edmonton here. Um, you know, Edmonton is uh, clearly yeah, in... Yeah, like they are clearly in the best spot. McDavid, Hyman, I mean, Dreisaitl's somewhat back. Like they're just, you know, they're, they're just going. I don't, I don't really know. I don't I don't need to tell you that uh, Edmonton is playing very well. Columbus did welcome back Boone Jenner into their lineup. Um, they lost 4-1 to one to New Jersey, which is hard to do these days. So, you know, I'm not mm-hmm. sure how much it really matters, but it is at least noteworthy. Uh, before we talk about Edmonton, any interest in Columbus here? I I really do. I mean, this Edmonton team, it, it really is an amazing, amazing defensive run as well that I just think it's overlooked. And the goaltending has just figured it out enough. Like, it's not like they needed, you know, world-beating goaltending. But when you, again, 2.2 expected against Calgary, you only let him one. It's like, that looks unbelievable. And it's just pretty good. It's really good. So, And, like, that's what they're getting right now. It's kind of a combination of everything. And just with that, McDavid is lifting Hyman to a, a place where I almost feel like it's con- it's a condition for me. And I know 8,400 for Zach Hyman sucks to, put, to pay, but like I find it like, I don't know. I, I guess you could convince me not to put him together and, and maybe move forward with just McDavid. But I think the slate gets, you know, shattered to smithereens with a McDavid, you know, 50-something burger. And, and Hyman's probably just completely coming along for the ride uh, just with how much he is shooting on that line right now. So I'm, I, I, I'm just, there's nothing negative to say about Edmonton here other than they're going to be really chalky. Like, I think that there's not a doubt in my mind that McDavid is the highest owned player by a pretty substantial margin. Like who else mm-hmm. are you really paying for here? And there's plenty of punts to get you there. And we haven't even gotten to all of them yet. There's more to come. So the only negative is ownership. And is there any way you'd get around that ownership by, I mean, the one way I think I would like to do it is just by playing McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Hyman moving on because you're just not getting anyone else, frankly. Like, I guess you could maybe try to convince yourself to play Warren Fogle, but I believe even he has come up in price a decent little bit. We have 4,400 now. Like, but is there is there any other way? Like, again, that, that's my idea for one idea, but like, is there anything you're thinking of to get different um, and still stack? Um, I, I think it's still just Evander Kane, Dreisaitl, Fogle. Like, I don't know. I don't really, uh, I don't really have much else creative. Um, like Dylan Holloway played last game, but he played nine minutes, so it's just more of the same bullshit. Um, I just, I don't really think you can take a take a chance on anything like that. Uh, someone interesting, they signed Corey Perry, but yep. <laughs> I mean Zach Hyman is playing the role of Zach Cassian already, so you know there's really no chance that uh that Corey Perry is of, of note for any sort of real slate. Um, if he does play, yeah, he waved Ernie. So I, I, I get him to play. But. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone thought they were going to wave Holloway and thank God they didn't. Cause I would have just been sad for no reason, but yeah. Um, I would, I would assume he's going to go where Fogel is unfortunately though, but I, I don't know that. It just seems like I, that could have been be shocked. Wait, what? Yeah. You really yeah, think he's going to be on the second line? No, you're probably right, actually. Okay. Third line. Yeah, I, I have not seen lines, play. so yeah. No, they that, didn't that's a good thing. You're probably right. I just feel like there's some there's some garbage afoot. That way I just I, I I'm expecting it. I just I, I expect the worst case scenario um at all times. Yeah. So well fortunately they've won thirteen good. games in a row, so you gotta change things up by signing Corey Perry. So um yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't have anything else to say about Edmonton. Uh, you did transition us away from Columbus. I did just want to mention that we did get a practice from them. Uh, Zach Kerensky is very close, but will not play on Tuesday. So be on the lookout for him on Wednesday or Thursday, uh, whenever they play next. And that the top line was Fantilli, Jenner, Roslovich. Uh, obviously, we like Adam Fantilli around these parts. If he's playing with Boone Jenner, that's kind of interesting. But 4,900, just you can't really do it except for like a late slate or something. Um, and then keep an eye on Adam Bokefist, 3,500. Yep, that was good. If he plays, he's a it great is. play, but he's uh, questionable due to illness. Yeah, he, he is just right. blocking shots out of necessity because they're getting just caved in and he's out there all the time. Um, we can move over to Buffalo and Anaheim. Um, as I mentioned, it, the top power play for Buffalo looks like it's back to Skinner, Tuck. 
Cage cousins and Rasmus Dahlin. So you could, you know, I, I do think that opens up a little bit even more for Dylan Cousins, who's been pretty hit or miss and, and mainly miss all season long. But like as of late, it, there's been plenty of games in this recent 10 to get you at least feeling excited about what could happen. Um, I, I could consider it here, you know, is it completely one off? No, because his line mates aren't inherently terrible. Uh, it was Baturka Quinn. I'm almost positive. I'm trying to, I retweeted it. I'm pretty sure it's Baturka Quinn. Um, but yeah, any thoughts on the Sabres as they, again, we haven't gotten hundred percent confirmation on Skinner, but the fact he was with line one power play one in practice makes me feel like it's a formality that he is returning to the lineup, which is good news for a team that is going to miss the playoffs for sure. Yeah. I, this seems like some God awful chalk. I, I, I don't know how you price the Sabres at minus 165 against anyone. Um, the Ducks are, mm-hmm. I don't know. They're not good, but like, I mean, yes, they just lost to San Jose, but like <laughs> Buffalo is just bad too. So uh, they're all really expensive now. You know, Tage Thompson is up at 7,800. This is not 6,800 yeah. uh, Tage or whatever he had like a week ago. So like they're getting more expensive. Um, Skinner's interesting as a one-off just because he has been like truly transcendent of the situation. Um, before he got hurt, he was on like one hell of a run. Um so like that's really the only thing I could squint in, like say, oh yeah, I would do that. Maybe like a you know cousins or Darlene, like sure. But you're just paying a yeah. lot for the right to play Buffalo Sabers on a slate where Edmonton is facing off with Columbus at home. Like I don't know, I, I don't get it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so if people do it, I'm happy to let them do it. And you know, the, yeah, Tage can score a hat trick. Tage can score four goals. We've seen him score five. So like, you know, I'll just take my L if that happens. Um, but sure. Uh, anything- yeah, I mean, again, the, like, I like Ottawa. I like Ottawa one more than Buffalo one. So it's going to be hard for me to find it. Um, it was Cousins, Quinn, Greenway, and then Benson, Middlestad, Baturka. So like a full power play two stack line two. Uh, with whatever we don't need to get all into all that nonsense yeah. but um nothing unbelievable stand out um as far as anything else on buffalo just again there's some changes there and i think dylan cousins could be overlooked just because i do think buffalo one will be somewhat chalky and uh i could just go with the cousins one off and, and feel okay about it because that kind of actually feels like a little bit of leverage I know like power play wise, if he gets there on the power play it's really not a ton of leverage but if cousins is scoring at five on five it's you know, probably coming at the cost of Tage not getting there unless they absolutely route them. So Anaheim, um, they've dealt with a lot of injuries as of late. Uh, their pricing is coming down to what feels more reasonable, but I, I'm not sure if there's anything that's like clear stand above the rest. Like that, that's the easy stack. I mean, they got absolutely throttled by the Rangers with 1.5 expected goals. Really no one on their team looked all that dangerous other than Adam Henrique. For some reason, he scored a couple. And that line with Carlson and Terry got the most run. So I guess that is a thing. Uh, it's not that expensive, but that's kind of yep. like the note. And it just doesn't get me that excited. Yep. And uh, after scoring that, he is 4,500. Like, I don't know. You you can go there. Clearly, you know, clearly this is a... Like, oh, yeah, Leo Carlson actually has really good, like, underlyings. He, he drives play. Yeah. He's, you know, he's everything to this team. But they can't figure out how to put him on the power play? Uh, I don't know. Like, okay, <laughs> sure. Put him with Jackson Lacombe, Sam Carrick on the power play. Like, I don't, it just doesn't seem hard to play Cam Fowler with, you know, Vitrano, Terry, McTavish, Carlson. But, like, I guess it is. So it, here it we is are. Un- it's unfathom. It is legitimately a, a war crime that it's Terry McTavish Carlson and Carrick and Lacombe on the second power play. Like, what is happening over there? Yeah. I I just I um, it, that that is against my beliefs. Like, what are you this, doing? But does that make Silverberg like a punt on the first power play? Like in theory, I mean, is it like in maybe theory, we take a look uh, at a guy like him? I've played that dude for getting uh, as much run as Mason McTavish, like. Yes, I mean, all credit to me. I played Silverberg on the team I won the Fantasy Hockey World Championship ticket with. So, like, you know, it's, it paid off, but he hasn't done shit with the role. Um, but he remains uh, on top of the team in shots per 60 for guys not named Frank Petrano. So, like, yeah, Silverberg minimum salary. I think you've got to consider him. 
Um, but you know, he's not playing with McTavish anymore, which was why I played him there the first time, but he's not playing on the fourth line, which is really important because, you know, Ross Johnson is not going to get ice time. So if Silverberg is in the, on the third line, like he's totally in play as a punt on your McDavid type teams. Um, the Buffalo matchup is not one I'm afraid of whatsoever. So, um, yeah, I, I like Silverberg, but you know, is this the slate he's finally going to hit? I don't know. Um, so I guess just, uh, Carlson, Terry, Henrique, they're going to get minutes. They're not power play correlated, but maybe you can play Cam Fowler with it and just sort of hope that uh, they score four and somehow split it up between them to all get there. Salaries make sense. It's doable. And Troy Terry has been very, very good since, uh, well, over the last 10, but especially since uh, Carlson returned to the lineup. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Rangers uh, one more San Jose to finish it off. Indeed. And... Uh, the, the Sharks, welcome back, Logan Couture. Uh, Couture had a decent night for himself. I think he had two – no, he had one primary assist, and yeah. that's it. So where the hell – he didn't have any shots. So where are these expected fantasy points coming from? I wonder. Uh, what I, I noticed that as well, but I think he had some attempts. I think no. the Rangers are playing a back-to-back Sharks team. It's not that much to overthink, in my opinion, where if you're playing the Rangers – I think you just go all the way in. I mean, this is a team that is absolutely trying their best to win every game. Uh, it's not like they're, you know, uh, not putting it all out there. Did Kako um, only played eight minutes last game? So I don't really know why that happened. I don't see any injury designation or anything of that nature. But in a five to two win, he only played eight minutes. I, I think I'm just going to keep an eye out for what's going on um, and, and just, just go with the top guys. Like go through the first power play. Their power play um, is one of the best in the league. And yeah. I think with McDavid and all that nonsense, like Panera might not get the ownership. Asked about it the after the game. Down and, and uh, yeah. Asked about it after the game. Uh, apparently Kako got two shifts in the second period, which was what attributed uh, to his time on ice. And the coach just said it was due to uh, the rotation and the way it went. So special teams and whatever else. So, you know, it's a little bit, you know, you don't like to see that whatsoever, but uh, it doesn't seem like there's anything nefarious there with respect to Kako. Uh, He checks in at 3K. So, you know, there you go. Um, If you want it, you have it. But there's a lot of 3K dudes in this game who just kind of suck. You know, Mike Hoffman. Uh, I think Eklund got moved down to the third line. Um, do they? Are they on a back to back? They had practice. Um, they are. Yeah, they, they play the, the game. Yeah, but okay. but they so. they did run lines today while we're recording it. Um, so hold on, it was it was all different. It was it was Eklund third line in power play. Okay, yeah, you're looking at it. it was Strum and Kunin, and then uh, Duclair, Barabanov, Kachur. Hurdle is the same. So Hurdle with. Uh, Zadina yeah. and Carpenter. What? That's the same. Oh no, uh, no. They're are they eleven and seven? I could not tell you. I think it's, I think it's saying that because it's saying hurdle line the same, and it looks like Zadina with Carpenter. So that makes me think eleven and seven. Um, I don't know what hurdle line the same actually means because Hoffman and Zetterlund. Okay, power play same. So Zetterlin, Couture, Hurdle, Eklund, Barabanov. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not all that interested in stacking the Sharks on a back-to-back. I don't know. Yep. <laughs> I think I'm just good. That's pretty much it. Um, yeah, if you want to play Fagan Zetterlin, be my guest. He's playing 20-plus minutes. He's killing penalties. He's on the power play. He's shooting. 4,300, though. I don't know. You can probably do better, but you can certainly do worse. That that is what I will say about that. Else elsewhere, you, if you, I guess I I never really said it, but I'm not that interested in paying nine k for Panarin on a McDavid slate. In all honesty, so I'm, I think I'm just out on the Rangers. Yeah, if you're if you're completely dead, swap to swap to Logan Couture at sixty one hundred because he's going to be <laughs> negative percent out. Yeah, um, I mean the ten thirty game. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't keep in my solo Kreider. <laughs> like just yeah. Yep. Oof. Um okay, yeah. I, I and again, yeah, I think I'll echo that though. I I do think NYR one is the way to go. Um, but I, I do think it's gonna be a bit chalkier just with Look, the price consideration uh, and Panarin just not shooting as much as he once was. Um, I've been very excited for Couture to be back. So 
Uh, I will just say this at some point in the rest of the year, a Couture hurdle, just those two guys only stack will win a slate. Like those two guys are really, really good. They play, they play off each other while in the power play. Like the team's awful, but those guys will get there once this year. Will I be on it when it happens? Probably not. But like, you know, these two guys are really freaking good. So, um, you know, like it's, it's there. If like, you know, I, you, we laugh, but like 6k Logan Couture, it's honestly a fair price given his history, in, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, not good. No, no, I'm, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm saying no one's gonna play it. Yeah, yeah but yeah, no All one's right. gonna. Like, it's. I think that's probably. Let's right. yeah. close it out with top stacks and guarantee goals. All right, um, I'll take number one, Ottawa one, uh, Sanderson, Giroux, Brady, um, and and you're totally fine to throw Norris in with it. Like he is shooting a ton. He's not on the first power play, but. We know how he gets there. And at 4,800, I think he's very like people are going to play Rossi with Minnesota one and Norris is just a more prolific shooting Rossi um, at like a thousand more. Never mind. It's really not that much similar. Just you go. I thought they were closer. <laughs> All right. Uh, give me a Dallas one. Uh, just, you know, but we'll not quit this Robertson hints uh, Johnston. Um Johnston is actually getting very unlucky with his stuff. And, and that's not that surprising given most of the sample he's played alongside Jamie Ben, who sucks. Uh, now he's alongside good players who are good. So I expect why Johnston to be a heavy contributor to a GPP win somewhere in the future. And hopefully it is Tuesday. All right. Um, I'm going to say that like Kadri Weger is incredibly convincing to me and I'll just throw Coronado in with it. Um, 2,600 gives me a lot of savings. Uh, but yeah, I think the Kadri Uyghur thing is really, really, like that's something that as a two-man, even if I don't end up needing that 2,600, I love that two-man stuff. Okay, I dig that. Um, yeah, let's, um, you know, let's go with um, a Minnesota stack. Uh, let's go Kaprizov. Um, gosh, I... I I, I'm not playing Brock Faber, so I, I can hear the people screaming at their our cars or whatever as they're listening to this. I am not selecting Brock Faber. Let's just go Caprizov, Rossi, and Zuccarello. Um, and I think that's pretty good leverage of what I think will be some actual Washington power play one ownership, which, you know, if it happens, cool, I don't get it. If it doesn't happen, whatever. You still get Kirill Caprizov at 8,300 on the slate where Panarin is 600 more, Kudrov's 1,500 more, you know, just... I kind of think Kaprizov uh, gets a little bit lost here. Okay. Um, no, I like that a lot. I mean, that's definitely – I feel like we, we've named all the other stacks I love and obviously Edmonton too, but that just kind of feels like cheating. Um, last time out, I believe we were once again one for three. You had Brady the Chuck. I don't remember if Kreider scored, to be honest, um, on Thursday night, but – I feel like I would. I don't know. I don't. I, I know. I knew Sokolsky didn't, so I don't know if I ever looked back. But um, I, once again, I felt very confident in what we built, and it didn't get there. But tonight's a new night, so with all of that out of the way, do you want to lead us off? Yeah, let's go with Jonathan Marcheso, sixty-four hundred. I, I, I was a hundred percent confident you were going to pick him. I, I don't know why. I feel like I, I wish you would have asked, like, who do you think I'm going to pick? Because I would have, yeah, I, I knew it. I, I was so, yeah, that's just funny. I was literally sitting here looking at him. Um, I will go on the other th- other side of my stack, and I will take much. Uh, I'm going to decide between Kyber and Busnevich. I'm going to decide by picking the other player at a similar price range and seeing what I have left. They're both actually okay. like very good. Uh, no wait, no Ovi, Ovi and oh wait, it's, that's I don't care. I'm just gonna do it. Um, Ovi Busnevich. It's close enough. The Russian, the Russian connection. Uh, game late. Okay, sure. Actually, two game. Well, yeah. I guess they played a home and home. So, the the Washington St. Louis correlation from the weekend. So the yeah historical game stack. There you go. Historical game stack. They, they told uh, the each Russian other how stack. to do it. They're like, hey. This is how you do it now. And then they, oh, okay, yeah. perfect. Now I know. So for the next game, but not against you. Right. Perfect. Well, hopefully, hopefully they pass the memo along to one Mr. Sean Monahan. 
um, who, as I look, uh, in his last four games, he has seven assists. I, I, I don't know. I'm just as surprised as you are. Um, but Monaghan gets on the board with a goal in the spot. So uh, take advantage of some Ottawa chalk, that Montreal power play one, and Monaghan uh, actually being somewhat productive as of late gets the second guaranteed goal. So uh, DJ, anything else you want to say before we close out the show? Uh, no, no, follow us. Um, they're right here. If you're watching at DJ underscore Mitchell 94, if once again, I said it last Tuesday and I, I'm not going to say it again, actually, because I jinx myself on every single bet that I've placed for a week. So we're hitting everything every single night for now on. We're not missing by one leg. There you go. Or by one point uh, on a freaking same game parlay nonsense. Yes. Uh, the podcast is at morning skate pod. Um, yeah, there'll be a TikTok up. If you follow me at DFS Moods, I'll have a little clip from the show. Please give send us a like, support us, however. Um, and you know, leave leave a review. Uh, leave a comment on YouTube if you're on YouTube. That That's much appreciated. Um, and subscribe to DJ and everything else. And that'll do it. So uh, make sure you pop in the Discord by DM, DMing one of us if you are not in there yet. And best of luck on Tuesday. So from Doug, from DJ, from myself, Happy sleep, everybody, and we will see you.